I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Ovicast, the Chagas Sheep Podcast. Each episode, we'll bring you latest insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. We're joined in this week's episode by Emma Tobin from Kildalton Agricultural College. With the new year starting off, Emma runs us through the different full-time and part-time courses that are available in Kildalton. We discuss the blended approach to learning from the classroom to the practical skills the students acquire, and we discuss the college sheep flock, its management, and how it forms a vital part of student education. We finish up discussing the role of on-farm placement and how it provides students an excellent opportunity to gain experience firsthand. We start off, however, with Emma discussing the number of students attending Kildalton this year. Yes, yeah, so we have roughly about 155 first years and then we have all our second years back. Um, so that includes 23 second year dry stock students, just over 60 dairy students and then the rest made up of machinery and crops. And then we have WIT's Southeast Technological University back today, back this week. So second, third, fourth years. Um, so second years, there's around 100 of them coming back. And then third and fourth years are a little bit less. And we're looking at between somewhere between 60 and 100 first years next week. Um, now we're not 100% sure on numbers of those yet, because obviously their offers only came out there the other day. So I, we're thinking minimum 60 first year WIT students next week. It's certainly a busy couple of weeks in the college ways and look it's great to see it. Emma just for anyone that's not familiar with it you might just give me a quick snapshot like you have a number of different types of courses running there and different levels running with it. You might give me a quick overview of what all's happening. So we have um, so our first years uh, what we call our first years they're CIA fives um, so they come straight out of school, uh, out of secondary school. No, not necessarily. Um, we have some mature students in those groups as well. Um, so they start in their first year at level five and then have the option to go on to second year. Um, so that's what I say our second year is coming back and they do level six. And um, once they complete their level six, if they get the if they get their distinctions, they have the option of going on to Southeast Technological University and getting into Said they would start in second year and then they go from there. Um, so then we, on top of that, we have our WIT students who are actually now C2, they're called. So it's Southeast Technological University. Um, so they obviously come from their CAO um, or if they come from here or they can transfer in. So we have first year, we have agriculture, um, C2 agriculture, and then we have ag science as well on top of that. Um, and then after that, we, you have the option of we have distance and part time. So if for anyone coming back, so if they want to get their green cert, um, if they have if they don't have it, so the distance is level six. So that's for if you already have a level six or level seven degree behind you already. So we'd have, for, for example, we'd have maybe a lot of people who might be nurses or engineers or that kind of thing who are looking at coming back that they'll one day be taken over to farm so to come back to get your green search and then the part-time you start at level five so that would be anyone over the age of 23 and who doesn't have a level six or higher degree already um then i suppose we do have a few more groups so like we take in the carlo part-time group and we'd have a few smaller ones like that coming into us uh, maybe once or twice a month there's a huge range of options there, and I suppose it's just it evident is. of what's happened in agriculture, like that distance learning and that part-time learning has become yes. more popular in the last couple of years. Yeah, like the distance, we'll be starting in January with cohort nine. 
like our last meeting there we were we were just talking about getting ready for cohort nine that's nine years that we've had of the distance already and it's only getting bigger no, it's great. It's great to see. It's great to see that level of interest. And look, in the dry stock course itself, you can cover a huge range of technical stuff in the classroom. I imagine. Yes. So they do everything from fecal egg counts um, down to grass walks. Like this morning, we were out with the on the dry stock platform doing our grass walks. So they were using their plate meter this morning. Next week, they will be doing cotton way. Um, and then the week after they'll be split so half will use the uh, plate meter half will do their quadrant shears and they they are they are solely the ones that will be walking and measuring our grass from now until christmas so it's a nice blend of technical and practical hands-on yes. experience yeah. as well and then they they come back into the classroom so now at the moment so we did the grass walk this morning uh first thing so at half nine and they're now in the classroom putting all those results on the pasture base and looking at the difference from say last week's walk to this week's walk, looking at their growth rates, what fields did and didn't grow. And they we have all our soil sample results and everything on pasture base. So they're looking at that and you no, know, it's great, absolutely great. Yeah, as I kept busy there, like the dry stock team behind that, there's a lot of work and effort goes into it. Yes. Yeah. No, like, and we have a big dry stock team behind us. Like there's a lot of us teaching on it um but like we do like we'd meet at least once a month as a team now we're now that um the students are back we're looking at meeting once a week to set this up like say right this is whatever it was last week what do we want or do we want them to pick out fields for receding or ones that have lots of weeds etc so we would look at maybe like joe day would do a lot on that side as well like looking at the beef cows and uh, where they are at the moment um, Anna does a lot of the technical grass uh, classes and then we'd have Billy out he'd come out with us that would be um, looking at where he like he's a stockman so he knows where the cows are at the moment and what fields do like nobody knows the place better than what he does really um, so he knows right the students want to pick to go in there but he said no like that doesn't work at this time of year it will by next week it'll be flooded so we choose somewhere else. So they're getting the whole picture. Look, I suppose a big part of it then there is the actual demonstration, the hands-all element of it. You have a nice sheep flock running in it. You might just give me a bit of detail about what all you're carrying at the moment. Yep. So we have, so there's a hundred yos that were sponged last week. Uh, well, well, say they're sponged, sorry, their sponge were taken out and they were put to the ram last week. So we split it. We did 50 to the ram on Wednesday and 50 went on Friday. And then we have another 11 materials that are currently running with our replacement yo lambs. There's 45 replacement yo lambs. Um, so we always sponge 100 every year and then leave the rest with them. Um, so we aim to keep, um, to have up around 150 each year that would go to the ram, we say. Now that's leaving us um, scope for having any empties or any that we might pick out more as culls before Christmas or then anything like if anything might happen like prolapses and that kind of thing so we are 100% lambing down 130 yos every year between mature and yo lambs um so they run on the suckler and sheep platform so just like the sponging is slightly different I suppose you're trying to time that for when students are there to get lambing experience them is it yes 
Um, now we sponge because the reason we sponge is for that uh, reason solely that we have them lying down before they go out on placement. So all students will, all of our CIA students will get a chance to lamb. They'll go on lambing duties, so overnight and during the day. So we know before they go out on placement that they have all had experience lambing. And just like at a very practical level, you're splitting sponge removal. You're making better use of that ram team you have there, I imagine. Yes, we have seven rams at the moment. Uh, we've um, two Belclairs, two Charleys, a Texel and two Suffolks. And we bought a new Suffolk ram lamb this year. Um, okay. So we split them then that they go any of our Suffolk type yos, any of our black face yos go with the Bell Clares, and any of our white Bell Clare types go with the Suffolks. And then we'd split anything that's not Texel like will go to the Texel Ram and everything else into the Shirley. Okay. And the old lambs go to the Charlie Rams. So nice mixture. Just on the old lambs, I assume Emma, they're okay, they're a wee bit older than what we'd have an average flock in the country, but are you lambing them down in March or are they come in with the main They flock? go in March, yeah. Generally the first week in March. Um so we keep them for that time that when our CIA students are gone out in placement, they're here for our W WIT and part-time and distance students to lamb down. So you have a lot to come there, but it's serving that purpose, it's meeting both needs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Look, and obviously that's a big demonstration too, Leo. Like, and there's a lot of the course, I imagine, Emma, is about skills training. What kind of things do you do with that flock, with the students? Um, everything. Absolutely everything from, like, last week they took the sponges out. Um, and from, literally from that, bathing, um, vaccinating, body condition scoring, and we try to keep it as seasonal as we can. Now, obviously, we have a lot of students, so we can't always. They obviously, we obviously have to teach them as many skills as we can. So, like, if we have 130 years that need heptavacking and we have 200 students, well, obviously, not every student can do that. Um, but we do try and keep it with the seasons as much as possible. Um, so, like, they've obviously um, been taking the sponges out now and they did all the ejection PMSG in a couple of weeks time we'll foot bath all of those and body condition score them um so relatively seasonal before we um scan them very good so there's, there's that hands-all element I mm -hmm. suppose the other thing Emma is like the whole thing is evolving continually showing you technologies your data recording there as well and you mentioned about fecal leg sampling earlier is that something the students do with you as well Yes, they do. So they, Anna would do a lot in the lab with them and they would, um, so we'd take the sample, we get the sample outside and then Anna would bring them into the lab and show them how to use a fecal egg sampler. It's something important. It's something that we're going to have to see a lot more of done on commercial farms. It's great that students are getting experience of that when they're still in college. Hopefully something yes. they might bring back with them. Oh, definitely. And when they can see it, um, and then what we also do every year with our lambing and even put into the ram, everything goes on to Lamb Plus with Sheep Ireland. Um, so we will give the students handouts for when they're lambing, for when they should. So just at night time, whenever they can record on paper. And then the next day that they're in class with Anna in the classroom, they'll put it all up onto Sheep Ireland then. It's a good experience. I suppose even for a practical management point of view for the flock, Emma, you could probably see some of the changes and things you might have observed before when you're recording on that system. Oh, definitely. And like we can go back and see, like we were showing them the other day, that 
right we put the all these yos to the ram but this is what they did last year so if we if we missed one that we should have marked as a cull that we didn't and she went back to the ram but she's now not in lamb so she has no red on she has no red on her from the from the ram we went back onto lamb plus and showed them right well actually we should have picked her out as a cull last year because she either had um, her lambs didn't survive or she didn't actually lamb down. It's great information. It was great mm-hmm. to be able to go back on that and show the benefit of it. Look, yeah. I suppose just in terms of the student experience, you work with a lot of commercial farmers too for placement. You know, the students have an opportunity to go out and see other commercial farms, gain experience on them as well. And that's a very important part of the course, I imagine. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like it's it's probably one of the most beneficial parts of it to them. Um, like this year now, they will be going out in March and April. So the last couple of years, it was a month in October and a month in March. But they're now going for all of March and all of April. So they get to really see springtime on the farm and to see the proper working farm. Like as much as we can show them here, it is a run through of what should be done. But once they go out onto the farm, it's it's obviously a reality. This is what is actually happening and sometimes what we showed them something might be done different do you know or a farmer like we talked to lots of farmers and they have a quicker and easier or more productive way of doing something so do you know it's great for them to get out and get that experience them tips and tricks are always useful and as as you said everyone has a different way of doing things it's great to see that I suppose I mean, like not all these students are from a sheep background to go into the course or indeed go out and place one on sheep farms either. No, no, not at all. Like, be honest, I often think, I often say to them, the ones that know nothing are, I find, are the better ones to teach because we can teach them. They need to know from the ground up. Um, and often they make the best, the best students or best farmers going out. And I would encourage anyone, if you have any interest at all, come and give it a go because you never know the day that even if you're from a dairy farm and you think you might know sheep or might like sheep, come and give it a go. Do you know what I mean? You'd never know that you might absolutely love it. That's a good experience. And you should figure that is a chance, an opportunity to do it that you might have later in life. Exactly. Yeah. Emma, you have a couple of busy weeks ahead of you. You're going to tell me you have a couple of busy months ahead of you, but certainly in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be hectic down there. Look, it was great catching up with you today, getting an overview of the programme, a little bit about the sheep practice there and the kind of work you're involved in. Thank you very much, Karen. We're going to leave it there for this episode. I'd like to thank Emma again for coming on with us and giving us a snapshot of what's going on in Certainly, a busy couple of months ahead. I've included a link in the description where you can find out more about Kildalton, the courses it runs and the facilities available. That's it for me for this episode. For any updates from our sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chalk Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and get notified of any new episodes.